0: North Otago, it's rich in history and strong in character. And you have found the podcast that celebrates all that is good within our district. Join Gary and Damien every week as they either interview a legend or someone who is putting North Otago on the map yet again. North Otago legends, up-and-comers, and a bit of history. The name says it all. Good afternoon, Damien. Good afternoon, Gary. So here we are again, just uh, another
1: interview for North Otago Legends, up-and-comers, and a bit of history. Yeah, going so well, going so well. Look, the interviews, the people we have, I'm just learning so much. I'm enjoying them myself, actually, after we record them, and in the day that they come out. So we, if you're wondering, we don't record them live. We pre-record them, then we release them, and I'll go back and listen, and then just listen in. And some fantastic stuff is coming out.
0: Yeah, I thought some of my better comments were missing. So, yeah, that might explain things. (laughs) Yeah, I had to edit them.
1: um, (laughs) But just last week with Jock Webster, um, a lot of the the things he shared, just fantastic North Otago history.
0: Yeah, just someone who's been farming, you know, that's the main industry really for North Otago and someone who's been farming through all sorts of challenges and so on, but actually, um, you know, been very innovative in what they've done. Yeah. Working with others and actually achieving some pretty cool stuff.
1: Yeah. So we have quite a few people who give to this communi- community and we're very multi multifaceted. Uh, we just have a, a good range of people. And today's guest, um, she, in sport and in business and in her time and of her skills, she's given a lot to this community. Yeah, yeah, someone
0: I, I know very well and, um, you know, have known for, well, I won't say over half a century, but if I did, it would be. Um, it, so, you know, we go way back um, yeah. to primary school days and, yeah, just just watching uh, watching her over the years, just doing the various things that she does, it's been really inspiring as far as, hey, look, there's someone from, from my year at school and doing really good things. Yeah. That's with a lot of pleasure to introduce Adia Craig. So, welcome,
1: Adia.
2: Thank you, guys. Thank you.
1: Yeah, really good to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for agreeing to <laughs> it.
2: Oh, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she says
2: through. Clenched teeth.
0: <laughs> no, it's, um, it's a good opportunity just to, for for us to find out um, stories behind some of the things that have happened. And you've been involved in quite a, a lot of things, and you're you're very community-minded in, in your in, in your job, current um, business as an accountant, you know, all of the community groups you help. So, you know, I come across those. And so we felt, hey, look, this is someone who's really worth talking to about some of the things you've been involved in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if I say, hey, we interviewed Sally-Ann, you, you'll turn around and go, yeah, she's a good North Tiger person. Yeah. Sally-Anne didn't want to be interviewed either because she was nervous. (laughs) So, um, no, you're a good North Otago person, but were you born in North Otago? Where did you start life?
2: Yes, I was born in North Otago and I've lived here most of my life. I spent eight years outside in Dunedin doing my degree and then um, working there and um, getting my professionals for accounting there. I wasn't going to be an accountant. Um, I wanted to be a phys ed teacher. That was my real goal and... um, and then in my seventh form, I hung out with a, a woman who, um, a girl who was uh, not anti, well, she was extremely bright, but she didn't really get on with the principal. And I was hauled into the office one day with this girl, and the principal wanted me to knock on my friend, and I stayed silent, and then I got the worst possible recommendation from a principal, and I never got into phys ed school. Oh, wow. So then I went into limbo, and I thought, what the hell? am I going to do with my life? My whole life is sport. Um, and then my old accounting teacher, who used to say to me, I'm going to chew your ear because I frustrated the hell out of <laughs> <laughs> She said to me, do accounting. And I thought, oh, she said, it's a meal ticket. It'll get you a job. You'll be able to do it from home with children, etc., etc." et cetera. And um, so I thought, okay, okay, I'll do this very reluctantly, but it's turned out to be the very best decision. I've ever made. So you're life. glad you did it? I'm glad I did it because it's something you can you can shape it and you can use it in so many ways to help people.
1: And you've still been involved in sports, so you've sort of had the best of both worlds. You had income coming in and yep. still followed your passion. So which primary school did you start off in North Dakota? North school. North school. A lot of great people come from North school, is that right? <laughs> yes,
2: of course. Yeah. And then we went to Elmer Intermediate.
1: Yep. We, we same, year we, the same year as Gary. Same year
2: as Gary. Same year as Gary. Was he that
1: tall, gangly, uncoordinated guy then? Or did he was he, yeah. not. He no. was not
2: tall. Was he, he Was, quiet? Short. was um, he? He wasn't quiet. Actually, he might have been quite quiet, and then high school, oh. Ah. Yeah, blue yeah blue that's purple. where
0: we lost touch. <laughs> as you do when, you know, the boys go after boys' high yeah. and the girls go after girls' and say, oh, yeah, So she, no she doesn't have together, any tales. Nothing like that? No.
2: Not no. What I remember. No. Nothing formal at all. No. Oh, okay. No, just sort
1: of.
0: No, no, it was. Yeah, let's go back to a little bit back towards the start. So, um, yeah, I I, I don't even remember whether you're older than me or or not, but we were we're the same year. Um, So, and, and I started, you know, I didn't start school at North School, I was somewhere north of here. Moved there.
2: You can say
1: it. you were a Ymedi born and nah, bred. I didn't it's
2: know it. that. Yeah,
1: no. no that explains so much. <laughs> and he's on <laughs> so World anyway, Legends, but he's,
0: anyway, he should be on Ymedi Legends. <laughs> so, um, so I, 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 started, I don't know, whatever it was, Primo One or whatever, later in, in that part of the, the year. Um, but I don't know whether you were there already or not. But anyway, it was, it, it was a, a big school back in those times. It Was. Yeah, and you know the. Yeah, I don't remember. Were you quite active in sport at that time?
2: Um, probably, but it wasn't a big deal. Mm. Like, uh, it w- there probably wasn't the focus, um, or I don't remember it. I think we just did everything was team sport. Um, yeah. So you just got stuck in and you joined the netball team and you joined the whatever was going, so, yeah.
1: And did you make rep teams going through for anything? or were Yes,
2: you- yeah, netball, basketball. Yeah, but I only started running in, I um, actually went and did netball at Varsity, but it was so cold in Dunedin, so, so bitter, and then I thought, well, the only way I'm going to get actually warm was to run out to, you know, south Dunedin, and then that's when I became a runner. Yep. Um, had issues with my hip, and that's when I turned to multi-sport, because you could, you know, save one part of your body, and then you could do, you know, do your swimming, and you'd still be able to keep fit, but you didn't have to stay all the time on your, on your feet.
1: So you only, so around nineteen twenty, you took up multi or Yeah, um, well,
2: triathlon came in 1982. Um, so, and that was the first tri- official triathlete. triathlon uh, was the Ironman in Hawaii, and that's where it was born and bred. So I started around about that year and might have been, yeah, around about the same time, and multi ha- was just starting then.
1: So. Wow. Early adopter. So you were a pioneer in Dunedin and Omru with that? Like you your skills or were you in
2: well um, I think Dunedin was really just getting going with multi-sport then we had some cracker athletes down there I came back to I did my degree down there but um, one of the things that did happen to me when I was in Dunedin I got a virus Um, I continued training I remember there being ice on my tires when I was um, riding my bike and um, I got myocarditis which um, no one really knew what that was then. And I thought, oh, yeah, what is this? Just a wee, wee thing. And my doctors were saying, no, stop, stop. You will die if you don't stop. And I thought, oh, that's ridiculous. And then there was the Green Party leader at the time. I think his name was Rob MacDonald. And he dropped dead from myocarditis. Oh, wow. And I heard it on the news and I thought, oh, oh, that's what I've got. Oh, shoot, I better stop. Well, actually, I had to stop. I had to stop for two years because I could barely... Wow. And my breathing was – and you felt like someone had a belt around your chest and they were just tightening it a notch all the time you tried to do anything, even get up out of your seat, and you were just, like, desperate to breathe. So it's a very serious thing. And so when – and my kids – I've talked to my kids when they train and I've said, don't train when you're sick. Um, and they say, oh, Mum, it's only myocarditis. It won't really hurt us. But um, now they know that myocarditis is real. Yeah. Mm.
1: So that must have been tough because you were just breaking into multi-sport or triathlons, and you were—you probably had the world to conquer, and you had a dream and a vision, mm. and then it, you felt like it got ripped away from you for a season. I did, and I, I
2: shook. You know, at five o'clock when I used to train, I just used to start shaking because I was so addicted. Oh wow! Um, and and because it's a fantastic drug, um, to be on is endorphins, natural endorphins, but when it's whipped away from you and you can't do it, it's it's a really big adjustment. So um, you can imagine some of these professional athletes who haven't been able to get to Olympics, Commonwealth Games, etc., or World Championships or any of their events. It's a massive disappointment for them. A huge yeah. adjustment in their lives.
1: Yes, That's a really. I've never thought of it like that before. So that must be there. Must be a lot of mental health. Issues coming because of that, do you find, or have you seen that? or?
2: Well, I think, I mean, I remember the first week when we shut down, I was talking to my clients, you know, in, in COVID. Yeah. And I was talking to my clients and, and feeling that stress, feeling yeah. that disruption, and I, I said to a couple of them, I don't think it's the deaths we have to worry about. I think it's the mental health, the broken marriages, the domestic violence. That's going to be our explosion. Yeah. Um, and yes we could have had a lot of deaths and I'm not denying that at all but I think the overflow has been much much harder for us as a, as a as a world as a nation as a everything globally
0: yeah, yeah. yeah I mean there's so many missed opportunities isn't there you know yeah. it's the people who want to go and do their OE it's the retired people who you know the last couple of years might have been the the last chance they had while well, they were fit enough to go traveling it's yes. it's mm-hmm. the yes. competing in those yeah. sports.
2: I think it sounds certainty. It's the uncertainty of not having control over your life. That's what mm. struck people the hardest. Mm. We want to get that back. People want to have that control again. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a difficult time for people emotionally, mentally, physically and financially for a number of my businesses. Um, through, and I have businesses throughout New Zealand. In fact, I have some overseas ones as well. It's the same across the board. Unless you're in a niche market and unless you hit your online marketing and just decided to go with it, those people have flourished. But if if you're still not into social media and you're still struggling, those are the people you've got to get to start thinking that way because that's where our world is.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we had a talk with Jock Webster last week and he said about, you know, the importance of setting goals. And in sport, that's so important. You know, your goal is to get to whatever event uh, and to maybe place in it or whatever. Um, Yeah, and that drives all of your training. For business, it's like, you know, you've got these goals you want to achieve, but then... COVID's thrown in. So you, you're, you're dealing with, I guess, all of those sorts of things along the way.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, uh, lots of people are, and and you're just – and people's fuse is very short at the moment. <laughs> so you've, you've got to be able to have that – pull out of yourself that extra bit of patience. Yeah. Um, and we all have to, and we have to remember empathy yeah. Uh, because, yeah, and we're kind of on a pretty morbid subject here, I know, but um, if each of us just gives a little bit more – and A bit more thinking before we speak, before we have a crack, um, that would go a long way right now.
1: Yeah, uh, You're dead right, and the season we're in, and that's where we, you know, in a place like North Otago, um, we do have a lot of good people who do take that time, and there are people that will help or will listen. That's right. And I just, I've that's one of the things I just want to thank you for in your business you run a business to make money and put food on the table, but you're known for being very generous and very honest and very fair and you've supported many um, schools and clubs and organisations along the way. Would that be fair to say you've just helped helped a lot of people?
2: That's just what I've been taught. I (laughs) had fantastic parents who were very generous people and I think most of us have parents who are like that, who have been able to give even if it's just their time. yeah we're a great community. In fact we're a tremendous and magnificent community of people and we have tremendous resources and um, we' just gotta just got to be proud of what we have here and the people we have here. But yeah if, if, if there are people who are feeling like that Damien, you offer that service here, you will talk to people, you'll help people. Really big problem with males. Um, they they don't like to talk, they hold it all in and they, they stress about it and they get really wound up. So someone like you, and if you can point them in the right direction, I know that mental health services are overwhelmed yeah, and can't get to everybody. But look, and the other thing is just share. Yeah. Share with someone, share with your friend, share with not even a friend, share with someone who's yeah. who's completely remote and, will, and you feel that will never talk to anyone you know. Just share. Yeah. Mm. And um, that's the important working.
0: Uh, very true. And one of the important things is, you know, uh, uh, are the various events that we have uh, along the way, which bring joy and satisfaction and all that well-being. So oh,
2: totally. Having Not having those events was just so demoralising for people, which is why we really pushed ahead with our multi-sport event. Mm. And we had people come up to us through there from different – 38 schools come throughout from throughout the South Island, yeah. and they just congratulated us for having the balls to do it. Yeah. And we just decided, blow it. Yeah, well We'll follow the protocol. We'll put up all the tape and whatever we need to do to wear the masks, have a zillion masks here and there. So when they come over the finish line, they put on another mask. We wanted to do it, and the community loved it. Mm. The accommodation people benefited from it. The restaurants benefited from it. Um, you know, we even got video done with it, which is a stunning video of that, of not just that event, but our district. whole yeah. district. Um, with it, it's particularly focused on the, um, on the historic precinct and the, and the sea, uh, the harbour, which is just beautiful. So, yeah, lots of things we, we're very grateful for. So we should just keep being grateful.
0: And great to see some, you know, pretty high profile
2: yeah, tremendous. they came out of nowhere. Well, you yeah. see, their events all got cancelled yeah. in the North Island, so they, they only had South Island events and everything got cancelled down here. So we had these elites mm. merged from nowhere. Andrea Stewart, you know, going to the Commonwealth Games, you know, and she's yeah. been um, to the Olympic Games. She's just a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, so, absolutely.
1: I didn't yeah. even realise she was here. She so. was here. Yeah,
2: no, she, she did. Was I
0: saw her, saw her go, come over the finish line uh, Yep. Then you know a couple of weeks later she was on TV with yeah. whatever she was. Yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, and she just, just had a baby cool. two months before
2: yeah. then, or so yeah. many months before then, and back out doing you know um, competitive sports. So yeah, yeah. great, well
1: done. So I'll just so you finish your degree yes. and how long did it take you to get back into sport and when did you move back to North Otago?
2: So um, I was out probably from the ages of nineteen to twenty one. I couldn't do any sport. Uh, finished my finished my degree and worked at my professionals um, in Dunedin so probably came back here when I was 24 25 um, married a local chap back then had three beautiful children who just my greatest assets and my greatest liabilities guys <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> well you, you did pass on to them some love for some expensive sports
2: oh yes I did yes yeah. very expensive sports and when you keep driving into the garage and it moves and the and you've got three bikes on top Oh, uh-huh. it's expensive. Wow. So my insurance company doesn't <laughs> love me anymore. Um, but yes, so yeah, it is a, a great sport, and and sport is so good for people. Um, it's so good just to just to be out there in the fresh air, or whatever you do in the gym. I don't care where you do it, just do it.
1: Yeah. So did you start your own business when you come back, or did you work for someone in North Otago? I was working
2: remember? for Ernston Young in Dunedin, which yeah. became you know, oh. Ernston Winnie, and then Ernst & Young. They became. Then I worked in the local branch of Ernst & Young here, and then I had children, and I worked from home myself. I worked with uh, Natalie Tanaro for a while, sort of getting myself back into it. And then um, I went to work with uh, Fraser McKenzie at McKenzie & Co. Um, but I was doing – I wanted to do so much not-for-profit stuff. It was pretty hard on him, as you know, business, and you've got 20-odd people that you employ. So um, left there um, – Still think hugely of Fraser. Great, he's a very good accountant. Um, and then I started my own business. Yeah, from that point it was a bit scary, but I thought, oh well, the schools will come with me, um, and and they did. And um, and then it sort of branched out from there.
1: So do you have anyone working for you now? Or is it just you?
2: I have three other people. Three four staff. actually. Four actually yeah. staff. That
1: work so them. how much am I allowed to ask? How much not for profit does your business still do?
2: Probably 30. is that a fair question? Uh, right. I, I mean, uh, uh, maybe thirty percent of my work, mm. of my time, a third of my time probably goes into not-for-profits.
0: I mean, my role, you know, I have a lot to do with not-for-profits and so on, and go into the meetings, are involved in
1: grant applications yeah. and things. And
0: yeah, a name, name
1: pops up. Or many, yeah. many. Yes, it's I've been really in different way. places where your yep. name mm-hmm. is popped up. Thank you. Can we say that? Thank you very much.
2: My pleasure, and I, I if every one of those people in those organisations have become a very good friend, yeah. um, and that is what it is all about. I mean, yeah, I remember watching a, I went to a training course on accounting, um, you know, uh, accountants basically, and it ta- and we listened to a video by Simon Sinek, who you may or may not have heard of, but he's a an American psychologist, but he had this video called, uh, or a TED talk called How Great Leaders Inspire Action. And he talked about what's your why. Yep. People don't. People don't. Um, people. Oh, what's the word now? Uh, I've forgotten it quite. Uh, just gone there. Um, people don't do what you do; they do why you do it. That's right. So it was about your why, and I knew straight away. Yep. And that was because I love helping people, and whether it's in sport or business, that's just how it is. Yeah.
1: We had a um, young New Zealand rower um, up with our rowers. Um, over last summer, too. And he would, Mark Taylor, he would ask the young novices in that, too. That's the very same question. Mm. What is your why? Why are you here? Is it just hang out for your friends or something? So, yeah, that's quite an important question nowadays, isn't it? What is your why? Why are you doing it? Yeah. So your why is you appreciate the community and you want to give back. I know you were talking at the start that many people help you on your journey. Yes. And so you just want to be there and help others. Is that fair to say?
2: Oh, gosh, so many people and, and, and every sport and every facet and even in business people have helped me. So, um. Yeah, we've just got a rich community here, and not rich in money necessarily. Although there are, you know, there are people who are, but it's more rich in just generosity, kindness, friendships, um, and that's what small towns are all about. Yeah. And we can have that. We know who the people are generally, and someone always knows someone, so you can get the background before you. <laughs> you did right.
0: One yeah. of the things you were involved in along the way, which probably brings in that financial side and the um, community side is the you're quite involved with the um, aquatic centre and fundraising and helping that come to fruition. So, well, not an easy time. Um, you know, it wasn't the most popular uh, project by across the community. It was certainly strong um, section of supporters, but legally there was the the, the ones who did, didn't want it or didn't want it on the park as it.
2: Sometimes. That was the critical thing. And, and what had happened was we thought we were on middle school. Mm. Um, that was what we were uh, gearing, gearing towards. And then um, along came the hospital and uh, the plans for the hospital, and that just changed everything. And suddenly overnight, basically, we were told you're going next door, and we just went, Ha, oh, <laughs> this is not a good idea. And, of course, it really did upset people, and I completely understand that. Yep, we had Molotov cocktails, we had a burnt-out planning department at Waitaki District Council, we had security on our children. Um, Yep, it was a, I would say it was a pretty stressful time. It polarised our community, which I... Hang on,
1: you had security on your children? Yep. Just for being part of an organisation that was looking at... Yep. Oh, wow, I didn't realise that.
2: It was... That's crazy. There was someone who who just... um, um, you know, it just led it and, yeah. and led it very strongly and probably very effectively too. And that um, that was very hard to to work with because we are all trying to gear towards something that was good for the community. Yeah. Um, but it didn't. You know, once you changed uh, tact and went somewhere else, it was going to cause upset, and it did. Did well, anyone
1: ever get prosecuted for that, or they yes, not? they did. They went yeah. to jail. Did that? Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: they, they did. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. When did you start that project? What was the start point for you?
2: Uh, 1997 um, and we were we decided we would uh it was because other areas were getting indoor um, facilities and um i loved my swimming and i i didn't i could only do it really effectively for probably 12 weeks a year if you're lucky because the weather can be so fickle um so i i guess um i just decided what we need a pool we need an indoor pool that's it and and there had been plans already but we didn't know that there was already um, council were gearing towards that, and they were looking, I think, for someone to facilitate that. But like the event centre now, um, council's been it's been brewing, but had no one in the community, I think, to just pull it together and have a crack. Um, and that's one of my mottos, and it's been that's my family motto come da- back from generations is, um, doubt kills more dreams than than failure. And so I always encourage people just have a crack. You wow. don't know. That's, that's how that's how mm. pe- that's how records are broken. That's mm. how we come up with new techniques because we have a crack. And that's what New Zealanders are so well known for is that number eight wire. Yeah. Have a crack. Have a go. So um, that's why I decided I'll blow it. We'll just have a crack. Mm. And so the community went with it, and everything went swimmingly well.
1: Until it didn't but we look at that asset now and it yep. is an asset and I remember before the Timaru one got built they mm. they were travelling down here to do swimming lessons That's and they right. yeah mm. it was it's such a great asset and, you know my children love it they are every school holidays are down to the school uh, t- town pool for a swim and yes
2: yep. and yes it's been tremendous for yep. the elderly um there's a huge population of elderly that go there as well and they've got this really cool Group that goes every morning, and they have coffees together, and they do birthdays together, and it's become a family. Yeah, and that's what, and, and you've got this fantastic swimming swimmers that are coming through as well. and the water joggers and the water joggers. Yeah. There's, yep, all sorts of things. The
1: Occasional football team, football team that does end up in the spas. Don't don't want to be out on a rainy night, so yeah. they go and hop in the pool. And yeah, stay. they say it's a masters training and end up in the hot spas. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But. Well, there's a lot of team tactics that talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. To be fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, the big thing was the opening of the Aquatic Centre midnight on the millennium. millennium.
2: That was was what we geared for. We needed an end point. Yeah. And that was the thing. We had to have it done by then. And that was good Mm. because it meant we had to climb as many mountains as we could, get over them and just get onto it. And we were very fortunate that council went with it.
0: I, yeah, just point out, I was before my time on council, but, uh, you know, <laughs> watching, watching the, the debate uh, in, in the community, oh. as part of the community, it was, yeah, it was a bit unfortunate, um, to, say the, to say the least, uh, some of it. But, uh, you know, there was just such a lot of effort that went into the fundraising, so many, um, you know, different, different things that were held to get more money and, you, know, you, you and the team did really well.
2: We had a fantastic team. Mm. It's never an individual does that. That is a whole team of people who just get cracking, and the Tony Malulis and the Jack Callanans and, and um, oh gosh, so many people who. Sorry if I've missed your name, but um, but yeah, it's just there were people who just came out of nowhere, and it's very much the same with the event center. The community is where there is no dissent that I've struck so far um, on that that event center people want it and they know we need it and the farmers have been incredibly supportive the Hearsts of course um, networked by tacky massive donation 2.5 million um, plus also they'll do you know electrical work as well thrown into that for nothing um, you know our sponsors um, oh gosh and uh, the vet Omri vet Center um, I think we've got white cheese lined up as well. Ah oh, gosh Real estate Real estate Oh LJ Hooker's is yeah. unbelievable Yep So, so each of their agents Give $500 Every pl- every sale they do, so? do they, really? and they put $500 Individually Into this fund Yep plug for LJ Hook then
1: well done Thank you very much Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What yeah.
2: We got Gosh I need to Thank um, you
1: And Otago Community Trust And things like um, that We're, are we're, we're on? just
2: we're, we're just Working with Otago Community Trust now
1: yeah.
2: um, To see what they can Help us with
1: So are you sitting on that Committee as well Yes, you're a busy lady.
2: No, well, I mean, I'm t- one of a team. Uh, yeah. You know, we have, um, you know, Kevin Malcolm, who's an amazing leader, yeah, just pushing that along. Doug is, of course, Doug Hurst, yep. um, giving Deirdre us this sort of business. And, yeah, Didri Senior yeah. and Denise McMillan. Yep. Yep. So it's a great team. You've got a very good team. To be yes. fair, oh, you've very, got a lot
1: of skills good. in that team. That, yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. Across yep. the board. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And we've got great support from council.
1: Well, knowing you. What's your goal? What's your open date? Have you set one yet?
2: We want to be November 24th. 2020, sorry, 2024. 2024, November 2024. That's ideal. Um, We've got challenges with supply. We've got challenges with demand um, on products. So um, that's going to make it a little bit tricky. But that's our goal.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, if there was, you know, what's the worst time to build one of these things? Probably right now. Probably about now, but... um, you know, the, there is such support and it, it has taken a long time to galvanise and, you know, the planets have aligned. Um, you know, the council was able to go out and there was good support and and we had uh, Doug Hurst and Doug and Donna announce their $5 yeah. million dollar contribution, which, mm. you know, has been absolutely the thing that's made this Catalyst, totally yeah. the
2: catalyst. Yep. 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 It was just yep. for them to have that much certainty yep. to put... Five million dollars yeah. into a, 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 you know a, 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 into anything, anything of their own money. Five yeah. million dollars yeah. is significant, and that just made the difference
0: to us. And the thing for the council was, you know, it's uh, we're, there's there's a lot going into this, and uh, um, the Event Centre Trust are uh, working with us on mm-hmm. the plans and so forth. That uh, they're leading the fundraising and. That Just means we can focus on the things we need to, and um, it's also helpful for the community seeing that actually there's this is community talking to community, it's not the council, yeah. Um, you know, but the thing is, helpful. the
1: community has been saying it for a long time, though. You know, so yeah, I know it's not the council, it's actually the community saying we need a center. You know, when Maddie's got it, have you ever been to their center? Oh, it's, yes. it's fantastic, we've been to many, it's, yeah, you've probably been yeah. to them all, yeah. <laughs> well, and please. so, North Tago, for my you know, I'm out sitting outside of you guys are obviously involved, I think we are behind. We we need that centre. So if if we can have it by November 24, I think that would be amazing to have in North Otago. And yeah. um, I know how many netball games get um, put off every year because of a bit of rain or ice on the field and uh, on the court, sorry, and things like that. So, yeah. Well,
2: they lost, I believe they lost um, a third of their games this yeah. year. Because the problem is with the surface that's here at the moment. There's some sort of chemical that gets released from the tar seal, yeah, and it just makes it slippery,
1: very slippery. And
2: they can't, they can't, you know, can't work with that. Yeah,
1: because so I know St Kevin's were not to have an inter school there, but because of that, they had to move it back to their own grounds, and you know, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So just moving on, so what else are you involved in as far as sport-wise? So we've talked about multi-sports and uh, we talked about triathlon. So what do you run and what do you organise in North Tayo?
2: Um Well, again, I'm just one of a team and um, we uh, – multi-sport is heavily involved in all sorts of events. But I'm, I'm also involved in the mountain biking, um, North Otago. Now, they are a really good active group. They're just so organised, so passionate, and they're doing all these trails around, you know, in Herbert as well, yep. developing Herbert as well as the Reservoir and the Cape. Um, so they do an awful lot there. So that one I just tick a few boxes for them and do the, um, do the accounting. Yep. That's all.
1: And we have some great young North Otago mountain bikers, don't we?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. I mean, Taz South... Yeah, and one of the best, one of the, the um, uh, well, we've got all sorts of talented people, but Jacob Cunningham has just been um, selected for a New Zealand team. Has he really? So that's yep. very, very cool for him. Um,
1: he's good at many sports. There, he's man, good at many sports. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. yep. No, he is yeah. really
2: good. So he'll do really, really well. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, but the, the talent is there. It's just getting getting them to believe in themselves, yep. really, and giving them opportunities. And that's what we do as parents. And as you know, as sports, yeah. we give them opportunities.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, you, know, you, you say you know multi sports are running the events, but mm. you know, what you're not saying is that actually you, you're lining up people for weeks beforehand, just helping them get out, get active, um, you know, doing some of those things to get them ready as well.
2: Yes, well, we have a, um, we have yes, we have our events leading up to them. So we have our November events and our February events. Um, so people get get used to competing a bit and and um and just, yeah, that's sort of the triathlons and duathlons that we hold down the harbour. Um, so they, they, they're a lead-in to that march, that big march one for us. Um, and then with the mountain biking, we've got um, the events, again, that's a summer series and a winter series. We call them the chocolate fish series. So you go for an hour to see how far you can go and, and the person who's done the most laps you know, wins, but it doesn't matter. It's not winning. You only, everyone gets chocolate fish, you know. Um, but we have fastest times and so on. So there's Ooh, so all sorts of things. Damien's stuff. eyes light up yeah. for the mention
1: her chocolate, chocolate fish. <laughs> and I just yeah. have to stay on a bike for an hour. <laughs> Sign me up. Sounds simple. <laughs> yeah.
2: But it is just about the On Your Bike program is one that yeah. I, I truly.
1: And that's in the schools, isn't it? That's, a lot more, that's been yeah. in schools.
2: hard to get in schools with COVID. Yes. Yeah, so so really
1: let's talk about way. that, On Your Bike. So that was your initiative to get children to.
2: Bike to school. Bike to school. Bike to school. And yep. for parents to educate for them to be educated yeah. and for, for parents to get on the bikes with them uh-huh, and yeah. do their thing. That was the idea.
1: Because we have a lot of that, just parents dropping off. Like back in the day, yep. parents wouldn't drop. You had to walk or bike to school. I, know. I remember biking in from Alma to Waitaki Boys sometimes because they had football practice afterwards. And then couldn't get the bus home, so you had to bike home. And you would have And been you fit. thought you thought nothing of it. That's right. The only dodgy thing was going under the Deborah Bridge, and you had to time it so a truck wasn't coming. <laughs> and a <pedal> like you know, they just get under. Yeah, you wouldn't Shriek.
2: want to damage
0: yeah. those trucks, would you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh god, man, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest anyone go on the highway now. Yeah. Um. Just because uh, people are distracted with phone, with cell phones. Yeah. Um. But also, yeah, the speed. Yeah. Pure speed and the volume of traffic is far bigger than what yeah. we ever had before, and that's one of the things. The, I actually one of my dreams is to have the track going down from the harbour right down to out to the freezing works. Yep. That yep. would be one dream that I'd love to see happen. Yep. So that people can can ride to school right down the back, and not have so to go on a, on the. There already
1: model. is a bike track halfway, mm-hmm. so you right. connect to that, yeah, that's and then extend like. it out the other end.
2: Yes. Yes. Let's and do it. Yeah, what do we need after the event centre? Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah. There's, so, there's a few hurdles
0: there. Yeah, there, there are a few hurdles, but the you know, council's trying to work on plans. I mean, the challenge is on one side you don't have any room, It's the, there's a wall and then it's railway land, and on the other side you've got all the crossings of the streets along the way. So, yeah, ideally yeah, we'd crib a couple of metres of railway land, railway land and just yeah. put, you know, fence that and put
1: Overbridge. that along. Overbridge, tunnel.
0: So... Yeah. So it's it, yeah it's you like to think these things oh let's just do it but yeah yeah but it, it, it's a great vision and you know we see the use of people on Alps Ocean mm-hmm. um, the cycle trail here um, and you know the the local people using that sort of thing so you know as someone you know a real advocate for sport and fitness and so on that, that must be something that you're really pleased to see
2: Oh uh, the Alps to Ocean, yeah was is probably the biggest difference we can make to people's health in, in North Tago, uh, because it's people can now use electric bikes. They don't have to be super fit. Um, they just have to get on a bike and go, and that's opened a whole new world to people. Um, so, yes, probably that's because it's the jewel in the crown of tourism, you know, uh, Tourism New Zealand, if we're talking about cycle trails, um, it still is the jewel in the crown because it has so much variety and there you've got elephant rocks, you've got clay cliffs, you've yeah. got the wetlands, you've got the lakes. The wetlands, yeah. got the lakes. It has and the mountains. It has every possible facet, and it covers all our landscapes, right from the mountains through to the sea. And no other tr- trail offers that. Yeah. It's the best, probably one of the best in the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which leads me on to Alps Ocean Ultra. Yes. Because you had a little bit of involvement there. When I say little bit, probably more than a little bit, really.
2: Well, I, I, again, I just did the financial stuff for that. Um, so that was an amazing event. And those three guys are, you know, huge. Um, so there was Sandry, Michael Sandry. Michael Sandry, who would be Linton really good Clark. to have on this program. Yep, uh, John Crombie and Linton Clark. Yep, yep just those three. Uh, uh, look, and there was Jackie Crombie. There was Lyndon McClay, uh, his wife. You know, um, there, the was,
1: guy was yeah, there was the guy Weir, yeah. There was the
2: Weirs, and, yeah, Calvin yeah. Weir, Harvey Weir. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody put money yes. and time. A lot of
1: good North Otago names right there. And that, there you yeah. go. Yeah. There's your, there's yeah. your locals. Yeah. 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 There's people like that just got on, got it done. It was great for North Otago. It was great. It was. it was
2: extremely professionally run. Yeah. Um. In fact, probably one of the best events I've I've ever seen. Mm. They
0: two or, two or three old classmates named in there too. By the way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there we go. What
0: a generation. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but again, being involved in something like that, and you know, just Mm. looking after the money side, and you know, the amount that those you know that that team raised over three years of Mm. running that event, you know, it's
2: it's quite incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that was, as I said, extremely professionally done. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately, Mm. you know, it was such a huge toll. Yeah. um, for them mm. uh, as well, and they, they decided to, well, also I think they thought it was going to phase out a bit, and in some ways they got in just before the, the COVID started. They yeah. had their race in February, and since then ultras have been really hard to run Un- because yeah. people can't travel because uh, I think over half their, um, their entrants were out Overseas,
1: of New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uncertainty. You plan something and then just yes. you don't know if you can have it or not. Yeah. So very clever. They must have knew the times and the seasons there. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, it was very fortuitous put it mm. that way. Um, yeah, let's go on to your offspring, um, because you, like I said before, you, know, you you have given them a lot for uh, expensive sports. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. at least it's not a Hayden
2: pattern. No, God,
0: no. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> buying an expensive race bike is probably still cheaper Courtney, than a, yeah, a rally Duncan, car. Maybe, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, proud mum.
2: Oh, who? what parent isn't proud? Absolutely. Oh, yes, they are my life. Yeah, they're me. They're, yeah, and their grandchildren. Oh, I mean, their children, who are my grandchildren, oh, I just adore them. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: they're fun. So what are they doing at the moment? Like, Where have they got to? What have they, you know?
2: Um, well, Tim was, we were actually in South Africa going to call, a race called Kaipipik, which is the equivalent of the world champs. Um, he was there with his teammate Michael Vink, who's the Tour Southland Southland winner three times. Um, and they're a formidable team They' just yeah, just done so well in New Zealand. and they were going, we were just about to line up for um, a race briefing. And it was the 9th of March. No, it was the 15th of March, or 14th of March, I think the boundaries, the, the borders closed about two days later. At any rate, it was a day before we were uh, we were about to go to a race briefing, and we got a text. It's off. We're in South Africa. We're in about. We're just about to go, and you're told the race is off. Something that these guys had been working towards for three or four years, um, and that's when you know you talk about disappointment. Yeah. That's when you feel real disappointment. Right. So yeah, it was. It was gutting. So just
1: clarify, was that due to COVID? COVID. Yeah, yep,
2: that was due it to COVID. Started, yep. The World Health Authority had said that they couldn't have events over 450 people. Yeah. Um, and so they just pulled the plug straight oh. off. So that was that was a really interesting experience actually, and um, it took a lot of talking to get that sorted. Um, so was you know, I had a talk with my son about. Um, you can live in bitterness with your world half full, with your glass half full, or you can find the next thing with your glass half empty, you know, glass empty, yeah. which way it goes. So, anyway, we um, we worked through that and he found another goal, which was great. Unfortunately, that goal got, <laughs> so got as cancelled well. as well in Australia. Um, so, we, but he was at that time ready to have, they were having their first child. And so he just could focus on his first child and just, he's a house home dad, yep. works part time at, um, um, Omru Honda, and um, but loves this wee man. And then we have a new daughter as well. So he has two children, and um, she was born just four weeks ago. So there's two of them. And then my – so he's just doing his mechanic stuff now. Still rides, still on what we call Swift. Uh, so you get on a stationary bike on a computerised wheel on the back, and um, you have to type in your weight. So they know your weight and then you compete, and you can be sitting there with this wee laptop in front of you. And the first time he did it, um, did a race it was about three years ago, there were 70 people on this race. Yeah. All over the world, you're racing and you, te- you are racing, right? You're, of so you it's your speed, speed, everything. And you pass people and people pass you. And, and he said, And you know what, mum? I, w- I led all the way and they outsprinted me at the end. <laughs> I thought, How does that work? <laughs> anyway, it does. But the next race he got on and he said there were 70,000 people oh. in this race. Wow. Yeah, but they're all segregated into, you know, yeah. elite and, you know, A grade, B grade and so on. So um, that's yeah, So that's what people do now when they're locked down yep. and they've got no other choices. They've got the computerised sport, yep. which is just as effective and just as exciting and the adrenaline goes as well. For me, I still like the outdoors, but, Yeah, you know, there's
1: something. There's you could something. put a TV in front of guests with pictures of the outdoors or something maybe. Oh, but you
2: could. But- yeah. Yes, you could. Yes, yeah. Well, um, they do. Some of them do have these enormous yeah. TVs.
1: So it's swift. Off. Does it take into account gradients and hills yes, and that? So yes, it changes yes, change down and up? Yes, and, you do. Oh, yep. That's great. It,
2: it's incredible. Yeah. They're just working on the mountain biking option at the moment. So you've got more, you know, um, yeah. you know uh, S bends and, and yeah. obviously big jumps and things to, to navigate. And you can fall off and you can crash. Yeah. And you find out you've crashed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. So And then my second son, he got into cycling big time as well. But he's um, – now he works, he works with me um, and he is um, doing property. So he's got himself quite a number of properties around town. And he was on a podcast with someone from Auckland. They were interviewing someone who, you know, 26-year-old, who – 27-year-old who owns, you know, I don't know how many properties – a few properties, and they're going, how do you do that? Yep. And he just said, well, you buy an Omeroo. Is that so right? That's what you do. You
1: buy what you can afford. Yep, well, you yep. buy
2: what you can afford and then you work forwards. From
1: Is you. still the case for now in this climate? or It's
2: a harder climate now because of the uh, phasing out of interest deductibility. Yep. That's probably, apart from the fact that you can't get a loan without jumping over a 1,000 hoops, um, the fact that the um, the phasing out of interest is going to have a huge impact, and I, I think you'll see in two years to come when it's fifty to seventy five to one hundred percent gone interest deductibility, then you'll see a glut of houses on our market. Is that right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Challenging time.
2: It's challenging time, yeah. Yeah. but there's there's opportunities. Yeah. There's always opportunities. You just have to. I think people just need to save more. Yeah, um, and wait. And wait. And then when opportunities... Just and then they take the opportunity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's great advice.
0: So any other big projects that you've been involved in that you're particularly proud of um, or that have maybe been tough?
2: Maybe been tough? Um, oh, I think we've touched on most of them now. Uh be others that I can't think of. I'm involved with the Naseby Development Charitable Trust. Oh yes. So I do work over there. Um, well, not work over NASB there, Bay but
0: challenge just kind of sprung to mind for some reason.
2: Yes, yes. So um, we've got the Great Water Race, which is an ultra over there. Um, so that's much more low-key than this it's one. It's an here. endurance one, isn't it's it? An like endurance you go one. all
1: night and all day. And
2: oh, God, it's just unbelievable. It's crazy. Uh, Why would you
1: want to do that?
2: 200 miles. So some mm. people do all it's like But, yeah, like do you 10 see. 10 each
1: or something, yeah. Yeah,
2: no, well, um, the Ultra, you got to sleep overnight, generally, apart from that very large, uh, very long sector, which was 87K in one day. This one, you just time it, and you can go to sleep any time because they do a far, They do a 10 kilometer loop but you you can cross over to the finish line every 5k or you come in and you just miss but anyway it loops over figure eight but those people um they they can start they can do either 200 mile 100 mile 100k or 50k so there's four events and they do they literally go all night some of them will do like two laps sleep two laps sleep two laps sleep but they'll have like an hour sleep or two hours sleep and then so they eat constantly. Yeah. They, you know, it's the only way. But it's that's that's extreme. That's mental stuff. Yeah, that's that's mental. And as they say, sport is ninety percent mental. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think you know that's one of the things that you certainly haven't shirked from over the years is, is you know meeting those different challenges and particularly um, the mental ones of just getting on, making things happen.
2: Well, there's got to be something. Ahead, don't there There has to be as you say a goal but there also has to be um so, uh, something that draws people here to our to our area and that's what we want to keep doing is having events here because um, they bring people and people come and live here the number of people who have said to me I came to live here because of an indoor aquatic center mm. um, that'll be that'll up, be yeah. and seriously it'll be I came to be, live here because of the event center yep. and that will it will be a huge change. But I must tell you a funny one, because um, when we were not doing the door knocking, getting ready for the event centre, um, and this is, this is kind of um, it's, it's kind of sad, but it is, it, it, you, you, you will understand shortly, because part of our brief to Ataki Community Trust was because their pillars are focused on Maori Pacifica um, and also youth. And, of course, the event centre touches those very, very well. Um, when and I, I told them the story that when we were doing the door knocking and, and going along Taywood Street, we knocked on one door and there was myself and Denise and Matt from Matt Lanyon who um, was helping with is helping with the project, and he's from the Waitaki District Council. He's the manager of the pool, and we knocked on one door and this guy opens the door, and um and he opens it and we can see ten or so mattresses on the floor, and um. And then Matt goes, "Hi, I'm Matt from my District Council." And the door shuts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you can imagine, yeah, and he then, should know better than to yeah, introduce yeah. himself that way. Yeah.
2: And then Denise said, "No, no, hang on. You pay for you play for old boys. I know you. Yeah. When we just hear about the event, theatre that's going over, and the door opens a little bit again. And um, and it was just kind of reminded that our our community is very diverse. It is now. And um, and." Not judging those people at all. That's how they live, you know, yeah. and that, that's fine. They're very, very family-orientated and they h- hold together really well. But those are the people we want to help. Yeah. Uh, and a fifth of our population is now Māori yeah. and so And they're the ones who send a lot of their money home to help their families. So they live pretty frugally and uh, sometimes their kids don't get to play sport because there isn't enough money yeah. to go around. Yet they are probably... Uh, some of our most talented potential for our rugby and our netball and our basketball and so on.
1: And it's good to keep them here. So if if that is a pathway for these young boys and girls, instead of them going off to a bigger high school or something, keep them here. And that's what I like about North Otago, like the sports teams, you can play every sport, you know, if you're into multi-sports, athletics, rugby, netball, it's here. You know, you don't have to go away. That was something like a stadium or we'll just keep more people here. Yeah. You know, you can train, you know, more times, you know, indoor you can yeah, you can have those facilities. So it's, it's fantastic. Right. Yeah.
2: When we went to a um, the Iraqi Awards in Timaru, we had a woman there who was our speaker, guest speaker and she was from Canada and she had been reading the list of the awards, you know, that's on the table when you go there. And she said, you know, in our country, we have five sports we can play because of the winter yeah. terrain. You know, they that's it's either going to be ice athletics, ice hockey, ice ice ice, or something, yeah, skiing, Kirling. or something like that. Yeah. It's very very limited five. And she said, I counted forty two sports on this pamphlet that's in front of me. Yeah. She said the opportunities here are unbelievable, mm. and you should be snapping them up. And mm. that's what we've got to do.
0: Yeah. yeah no, it's. Um yeah, you know, because sport goes through these different changes and, and you know, the move, you know, team sports are not so achievable now, but uh, individual competing and so on becomes, in, in, you know, competing yeah. in events rather than competitions it's, yeah. um, it's one of the things. And, you know, there's a lot of variety. In fact, one day you might find something you've got at, Damien. <laughs> uh, but it, oh, it really is pleasing to see the yeah. great opportunities that our young people have. And, um, you know, again, another mention... Uh, of you and your work, you know um, the sponsoring you do for the sports awards of the um, the the young people coming through, and uh, you know that's really good to see. As I mean, your further investment in that next generation.
2: This time, I was absolutely uh, astounded that all because uh, it's uh, the the groups that I do are the um, emerging talent, which yeah. is your primary school, basically. I think it's um, year seven, eight. Um, that sort of thing, that sort of area, um, all of them were New Zealand representatives. Yeah, incredible, isn't it? I've never seen that before where we've got emerging, you know, kids with hockey players, you know, everything, um, that we have all these sports kids who are at seven and eight have already been identified as being potential New Zealand athletes.
0: And one, one of them was refereeing. Yes. One of them
2: was refereeing yeah. Yes yeah. Yes And just You couldn't It was really hard to pick a winner yeah. Out of those people And all of those kids Who had achieved that success the, oh, Man they deserved They deserved to win as well you know, It was hard to make that choice So
0: I know Thank you very much for all you do To encourage our young people Because It, it is important In sport You know I mean not everyone's going to make a living out of sport But uh, It definitely keeps um, Kids out of trouble It gives them things to do, it, it give them a healthier lifestyle, so,
1: yeah, well done.
2: Well, kids in sports, stay out of court.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yep, yep. And I do, I just um, agree with what Gary said, I've seen you down there setting up cones all around the mm-hmm. harbour for your run, and you're, you know, you're faithful, you're consistent, you just get out and do it, and that's, you know, that's what makes North Tago great, people that just get out and do it, and they're giving back to the next generation and um, not only financially, you know, you give it your time, and your time is valuable, you know, and, but you give of that. So thank you very much on behalf of North Targo. Oh,
2: my pleasure. I do want to mention, though, it's a bigger team. It's Murray Linwood, it's Dai Talanaua and, um, you know, um, Twyla Kingan, um, yeah, Sportway Sport Tacky. We've got uh, Pip, Pip Sutton. So there's a whole lot of people, John Hamilton. I've got to get squeeze those people in.
1: You, and you <laughs> no, do, well, right. no. and we appreciate them. So thank them for us. I've done yeah, and I, and some of those names, you know, we know the, mm-hmm. you know, and I know Twyla does a lot of football in football North Dargo, and yeah. you know, just amazing what she does, and um, yeah, no, it's just great to see a team. But every team, often there's one person who'll just lead, and I just feel like you've been a leader over the years. You've just got on and got it done, you know, and uh, re- we really appreciate that. Couple of questions. What's your highest sporting achievement? I know you were ill for a while, and then you got back into sport. What's the highest sporting achievement? Where did you?
2: Um. So, um. Uh, I. I was doing pretty well in triathlon, um, before I got sick. Um. Then I had to wait a long time before I was really better. Um. I guess representing New Zealand as a age grouper. Wow. That's that's only yeah. that's only an age grouper. It's not an elite, but I. Um. I was ranked 26th in the world, Um, but I'd probably be well down now. (laughs) Some of those people probably died.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you Uh, might might have risen. I might have risen. (laughs) Uh, No, that's pretty impressive. 26th in the world, well done. That's really good. Mm. And um, going forward in North Otago, after, you know, we've talked about the event centre and the the um trail from here out to the the freezing works which we've got to twist gary's arm on it sounds like he needed a bit more poking and prodding and softening up for that what else what is your challenge what do you want to see is it you know what 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 is a dream for you what would you like to see happen or what what would you like to do
2: I'd like to see more development of cycle trails. Yeah. I think there's so much opportunity for them. I want to um, be able to take my grandchildren out on bikes, and um, they're safe. Yeah. Um, I want to get everybody active. I always want to get people active. Um, and we're having some images of um, the Ulster Ocean done on billboards currently, um, so they'll be out for, just to inspire people to go and get a bike and and just pedal. Yeah. Because the, the what we have here would just it just makes you feel so much better when you get out. And I really want people to um to get through this period as best they can and sport and doing that sort of activity is gonna make a big difference to them. Yeah. Well
0: said. Yeah, very well said. Uh, and, and very interesting just hearing all of the things well probably most of the things. <laughs> You've been involved in um, I do feel there's probably a few other things We may not have touched on But um, it's really been good Talking with you today We um, appreciate you uh, giving us that time
2: oh, My pleasure, thank you guys
1: No, Thank you for coming in, really appreciate it Really good to hear a bit more about yourself And we wish all the best to your children As they pursue their dreams And um, yeah, just they're doing great In North Otago as well So uh, that's really good to see that you can come from North Otago, compete on a world stage. That, for us, is really important. So thank you for coming in today.
2: Thank you. I've forgotten my daughter.
1: <laughs> oh, God, oh Well, we're done. Yeah, yeah. well, you got we're a going. moment here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
2: Lisa. <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my daughter is uh, was an athlete too and still is, um, but she squeezes it in around 12-hour paramedic she stretches ran. for St. Yeah. John. Mm-hmm. So um, I do really want to sing out to those people. Mm. Um, they... St. John is so undervalued. Um and the government undervalues them. And um they are probably one of the most amazing organizations we will ever, ever have. Yeah. And people who have been sick know it. Yeah. Um and and we just we just think they're always going to be there. The problem is they're so overstretched. So maybe a bit of empathy for them would go a long way as well mm-hmm. because they're doing these big long shifts, helping as many people as they can, and they're under resourced. So.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and and unfortunately not everyone does appreciate them the way they should to, yeah. to the extent that actually they get abuse from some people when they're trying to actually help in yeah. situations. So yeah. they do an amazing job.
2: And some um, of these yeah. guys have, have young children. You know, my mm-hmm. daughter has a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and there's others there that have four or five children, um, and they're working, you know, very hours. long hours, and they get exhausted. They get sick too, yep. um, and they should, you know, so I just... I just want to sing out to St John and thank you for the work you do. And and um, just, yeah, I, I, I'm very lucky to have my children and, and for her to give like that because it's hard to do that as a, as a parent and be a paramedic as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> well, thank you for coming in today. <laughs> Thanks very much, Adair. You might
2: have to just swap that around a bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, it was great talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, That was good, Gary. really enjoyed talking to Adair. Yeah. Yeah, she's done a wee bit since uh, you know got to know her at primary school.
1: Yeah, how come she's been so successful yet you've just sort of <laughs> well, you know, you like know, did she?
0: Sometimes you just sort of pick the one that's going to do really well, and, and the rest of us trail let, along. Yeah,
1: you just get yeah. the, get what's left over, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, Um I did. I. Do you know what I call She's like a little ray of sunshine. Every time you meet her, she's always inspiring. She's always upbeat and happy. She's always willing to help. I just, yeah, she's North Otago's ray of sunshine. She's just such a beautiful person, just the amount she does and gives, but you can tell she really cares, don't you know?
0: Oh, yeah, like you said, you know, seeing her out, putting out cones, just, you know, marshalling, uh, whatever is needed, she gets in and and does it, and that's uh, a sign of a good leader.
1: Yeah. So next time you see her uh, putting cones out or, uh, you know, doing something active, just go up and give her a high five and say, "Adia, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing because little things like that just means a lot. So on behalf of North Otago, we thank her. But, yeah, make sure you get out and say thanks very much. So we'll sign off now and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks very much.